My name is Matt. And I'm Matt. And this is Sip of Success. Sip of Success. So, hey guys, shockingly, Matt and I are back at it despite all the uh, craziness of good old COVID 19 ruining everybody's spring semester plans. Um, so, we plan on doing episodes still, which is awesome. We are doing them remotely from our, in the safety of our home. Um, but, you know, I've been studying. My MCAT got canceled and moved back. So, I've been studying for classes and just kind of chillaxing, Matt. What have you been doing? Yeah, same. I've been doing a lot of uh, Zoom meetings and online <laughs> online meetings as well. <laughs> but we're awesome, really going mean... to try and yeah, we're going to try and focus a lot of our episodes on the best how to take advantage of this time and also how to be successful during this time, um, especially mm. when everything's being virtual. So trying to take advantage of like the free time and downtime that you have, and also still using like campus resources and things like yeah. that to your disposal as well. But definitely follow our Instagram, sip.of.success, um, for new release dates. And also, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff on there right now in terms mm-hmm. of what resources are available to you, some tips, dropping articles, and things like that on our Instagram as well. But today, to start off our first episode of our virtual classes, we have some special guests on today. Mm-hmm. So if they want to go ahead and introduce themselves, whoever Whichever of you wants to start, feel free to go ahead. Uh, I can start it off. So my name is Craig Clyburn. Um, I work with Crown Equipment. We do big industrial forklift sales, anything from, you know, warehouse racking to anything logistics, moving of, of equipment and materials. We, we, we pretty much do everything within that scope of, of the world. Aaron, how about you? I'm Aaron. I am the editor-in-chief of the Daily Game Clock, which is the editorially independent newspaper here at the University of South Carolina. Um, and we're planning to continue report during this time. So it's been super fun reporting remotely and being able to do our responsibility and keep students in the community updated. Yeah, thank you. So I know mm-hmm. both of you have been obviously, Craig, you work from home, correct? So uh, I do a little bit of work for, from home. So um, obviously I'm on the road a lot whenever it comes to bigger deals. Um, with anything with capital expenditures, anything over, you know, about $10,000, you're typically going to be spending a lot of time on site with some of these customers. So, um, so I spend a lot of time on site with customers as well as, you know, I do have, to, there is a work from home aspect as well related to that. Um, there's obviously so many things you can't do in your car. You can't do face to face proposals that have to be done. You know, I, I have a workspace at the office, but typically it's, it's a lot better and more productive for me to be able to, uh, to finish work from my kitchen table than it is to go to a, to a cubicle where I've got 19 people asking me questions every 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Aaron, how about you? Cause I know obviously there in Garnet Media Group, we have our whole daily Gamecock section, but now everything's virtual. So how are things going with you in being everything remote? Yeah, it's been really interesting. Um, Governor Henry McMaster did say that newspapers are an essential service. So we are continuing to report, like I said before, which is really exciting. And I wasn't sure what our turnout of our staff was going to be. Um, Mm. But it's it was really great. We were able to get a lot of people wanting to still report. So something we've been like kind of struggling with is like how to still keep people engaged over the um, like over zoom because we want to keep our students engaged, like I said, but then also to continue it into the fall. So something we've been trying to do weekly meetings, but it is hard. You do worry, like, will some people drop off? But you, but you know, you want people to have that connection and people are still searching for that connection. So 
it's a conversation that I'm having with a lot of different student leaders to see what they're all doing as well. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. For, sure. uh, for both of you guys. Uh, I mean, this is obviously something so new and different that I think the perspectives that both of you have to offer are really important. So, I mean, y'all are going to teach me things, Matt, also. I feel like we normally come into this podcast being, quote, the experts, but now we've just been doing it for a week, and, you, and Aaron, you obviously have as well, too, but Craig knows a lot more than both all three of us, which I think is pretty awesome. So it's nice to get a couple of yeah. different perspectives on the podcast today. Yeah, but our first question off the bat is, so just going into like a little more background again, so how did you get into the <laughs> positions that you're in now? So I know, Craig, you talked a little bit about like you're into like the sales industry and things like that. So how did you get into that sector? So, so I actually out of school, so I, I majored in economics, uh, triple minor in finance, accounting and legal studies. I was going to go to law school initially. Um, that a friend of mine up at Clemson actually introduced me to a company in the electrical industry. Um, and from there, I worked with them for two years, spent some time living down in Savannah, um, where I eventually got transferred to Anderson, South Carolina, where I ran about a $10 million electrical warehouse, uh, electrical supply warehouse up there. Um, so I was very familiar with, you know, the industrial in, the industrial environment and sort of, you know, what they did within that scope of things and the materials that were required to do that. Um, decided it was time for a change. They wanted to ship me out to Dallas. I wasn't quite ready for that change in my time in my life. Um, so I came back to Columbia, kind of spent a little bit of time, you know, working for some family friends doing some consulting work, um, surrounding both construction and, you know, electric, electrical consulting as well. Um, and then I landed with, uh, with, with Crown Equipment, which is actually a, the largest privately owned um, forklift dealer in the world. Um, and so I've been there for about four months now, uh, still kind of learning the ropes, but you know, I kind of got into it just because I was, I was familiar with the environment. It was, it was something that was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty easy transition for me. Uh, I've always enjoyed working with, you know, people all along the supply chain and, you know, every, everything that's involved with getting things from point A to point B. And then also having that familiarity with the industrial environment kind of made it kind of made it a great fit for me for the time. And yeah, Craig, that's you. pretty cool. So yeah, it's been, it's been a great, it's been a great role so far. Uh, still a lot of learning to do, um, mm. especially with this, especially with having this work from home aspect. Um, still kind of being in the uh, kind of the, the crawling and kind of starting to walk phases of, of taking over some of these large, large multi-million dollar accounts has been, it's been a little bit of a struggle, but obviously there's been some tools on the back end and obviously you need a lot of support from your team to, to manage that and kind of, kind of temper expectations from upper, from upper management. So, you know, that's, that's been something that's been, that's been an interesting transition for me as this time has, has gone forward. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Aaron, what about you? How have you been feeling about this? Yeah, well, so I'm a junior economics major. Um, people always ask me, like, why and how did I get involved with the Daily Gamecock? Because it is journalism. And being the head person at the Daily Gamecock, why am I a business student? Um, <laughs> I, I did journal. I was on the student newspaper in high school. And I had told myself, going into college, I wasn't going to do it. I had loved it. But I wanted to do something different. But for some reason, the at the Daily Gamecock, there are, well, it's just in newsrooms in general, you have a lot of really great conversations and you can do a lot of things for the community that you can't always do somewhere else. And so I was really looking for that when I came to USC. And so that's kind of how I got started. I actually was a designer to begin with and then slowly moved up to design director, creative director, and then I applied for editor in chief this last year. And I'm actually the first year long editor, which is super exciting. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm going to, 
do when I graduate. I was thinking law school, but now more I'm starting to think maybe I want to be a journalist. So we'll see what I end up doing after all of this. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, Erin. Okay, so um, what are some of y'all's best tips on working from home? Or what have you found to be um, the best thing for you to do? To avoid distractions, you know, keep motivated, stuff like that. For me, what's kind of been crucial is uh, just just kind of at least in some semblance keeping a schedule. Um, whether or not that's, you know, waking up and, and when you're done with the day, you know, obviously for me, I've kind of been going, you know, eight to five. Um, but, you know, any, any, any sales role is not typically an eight to five. It's, it's whenever you get calls and emails till whenever you stop getting calls and emails. But for me, it's been really crucial to, you know, at least, at least get out of bed, have my coffee, sit at the computer, whether or not I've got something to do, you know, even if it's just, you know, kind of catching up on what's happening in the news of the day, just kind of keeping that normal routine of just being a normal human um you know it's it's just it's just about keeping your habits i think consistent through this through this weird time that we've got going on um I, i've gone i don't know about all you all you guys but it's kind of driven me a little bit stir crazy uh, i imagine that's going to mm. continue to set in as this goes forward so i think uh, i think remaining productive is going to be is get, is going to go hand in hand with keeping at least some semblance of a schedule of of, of normality to keep to keep day-to-day -day operations of just your life on, on track. But that, and that's given me a lot of time to look at things that um, I typically wouldn't have time to do being out on the road. I mean, I spend a lot of time driving places and a lot of time, you know, having, having blank conversations with folks. So it's given me a lot of time to focus on things that will, that'll evolve. So I think, and ultimately the situation is going to really give us a lot of opportunities once we come out on the other end. Um, mm. if, as long as we use our time and we manage the time that we have available to us that we previously might not have as effectively as possible. Yeah, that's awesome. Erin, what do you think? Yeah. So for me, I know this week I definitely struggled with how to manage my classes. I felt like every class that I was taking was doing it differently and all the changes, it was just super overwhelming. So I think, and I would say I'm a pretty organized person to begin with, but Really for me, I had to sit down and write, I had everything written out on a little note card. So I know going into the week what I need to be working on. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. Having a routine is really important because or else you can just get lost in being in, on your phone all day and then leave stuff for the last minute. But I think it's really important. Time management will be really important. And I think that will be a, a challenge for a lot of students at USC, especially in these first couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. And I think one question that I had for both of you, but I guess we can to start with Aaron on this one because I have a little sub question, but how do you think your industries are changing and your jobs are going to change after all of this with everything being virtual and remote, but two specifically Aaron for you with being a reporter or like editor in chief, because I know you guys have been covering students being affected by this. How do you see academics like colleges changing how they do things after all of this is over in terms of, virtual classes and things like that? I mean, I maybe um, some professors will start to include more virtual things in their classes going forward if they do like how things worked for them online. Yeah. I'm, it'll be interesting. I'm very interested to see how it all turns out. I do think people miss that in-person connection. So I do not think that online will replace it at all. But for my industry, I it's super easy for us to pick up the phone. It's not really that much of a change, just the fact that we can't like go door to door to talk to people and be in person. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what ends up happening with these classes. I know 
people are talking about pass fail as um, yeah. something. There is that petition going around that has probably over 5,000 signatures now. <coughs> I would be interesting to see if the university does consider that for major classes, but we'll see. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And Craig, how about you with like professional work career? How do you see that industry changing a little bit after all of this is over in terms of virtual things? So the way I've kind of always viewed it is a lot of people are looking at this in a, a very negative light. And obviously a lot of people are going through, you know, there's the unemployment at all time is the, the, the rate at which employment is being filed for is the highest that it has ever been, even in comparison to the, to the great depression in the 1930s. And I mean, twenties and thirties, and then even higher than in 1987. I mean, we had 3.3 million people that filed for unemployment just the past week alone. And that's just by initial standards. So um, while I, I think it's obviously, it's obviously going to change things. I think it's also going to drive a lot of innovation. Um, a lot of, a lot of phone calls and a lot of meetings that, I mean, sorry, I'm, a lot of, a lot of phone calls and a lot of in-person meetings that could have been done. I think they're going to be, they're going to be shifted towards email. I think some things that were, just formalities, me, meetings that were formalities that were in person that typically would have been, you uh, an email could have could have sufficed instead of an hour and a half long meeting and then having a lunch and then having another meeting after that lunch. You know, I think a lot of those things, some of those things might get cut out. Um, and I think the way that businesses innovate and the way that they run their day to day operations is going to become a, it's good, it's going to become much more lean in the way that they handle that. So I think it's going to be fascinating to see how the industry as a whole takes advantage of technology. I mean, obviously, early adapters are the key to innovation, and people have been slow to adopt a lot of these business practices, especially working from home, even though you've seen productivity gains in so many studies from reputable sources showing that work from home increases morale in some cases. It gives people that are younger the ability to do things they want to do without being tethered to, hey, I've got to go into the office at eight o'clock, whereas they could get that work done from somewhere else. And there's not necessarily a reason for them to go sit in an hour and a half meeting where they may not say anything. Uh, especially in my perspective, a lot of people my age, I mean, 26, in the 26, 27 age, they're starting to get promotions, but some of those folks are sitting in on meetings with, with C-suite executives where they're not really saying a whole lot, where that meeting could have been done remotely, and it could have saved a lot of time, travel, and expenses for the company, and these are people that are having to fly into these meetings. So I think you're going to see a lot of companies restructure the way they look at their travel, and a lot of the, and a lot, and a lot of companies restructure the way that they hold meetings in the first place. So, I mean, I think it's going to affect the real estate market. I think it's going to affect the technology market. I also think it's going to affect HR and how we handle our employees and what typical working hours. Are. Yeah, I think that's a good, good response for sure. Um, so Aaron, um, how have you, and I guess Matt, you could, we could always answer this too. Um, how have you seen students and professors adapt to being like remotely to remotely learning? I mean, what I've seen is just everyone's asking for patience right now, which I, we can all yeah. understand. It is really frustrating on both ends for the faculty and also for the students. But I, from my classes that I've seen and from the students that I have talked to, it did go pretty well this week from what I've seen, but I'm interested to see if that will be able to be a long-term situation. I mean, I don't, one of my classes that I had, she was going through it so fast that I 
could barely keep up. But then another, I felt like I could really interact with the professor with more one-on-one time than I normally had, which was really great. But I, I mean, it's been interesting to see how it all works out. Each professor is kind of doing it differently. I've seen Facebook groups, I've seen Zoom, I've seen Blackboard Ultra. It's just been really interesting to see the ways that the professors have come up with to get the work they need done. Now, I have a question for you guys, actually, because, I mean, obviously, whenever whenever I graduated school, there was I, I don't think I ever had an online class the entire time I was there. Um, how do you all think this is affecting some of the folks that especially are in some of the, uh, the STEM majors where we're hands on time and especially labs where they've got one on one time with with complex things are kind of crucial to learning those topics? How do you think that people are adapting to those? And have you all seen sort of an outcry in the terms of that? So. It's definitely been, I don't want to say a mess, but I feel like it's been a lot harder for my like physics class and even for my biochemistry class. It's so much um, like solving things. So that makes it really hard. Like what my physics professor, he's trying his best. The university hasn't done much for him in a way of, oh, here's a stylus or oh, here's an iPad or oh, here's this where you can edit a document and we can watch him like writing in real time, which is what we do in class. Um, so he's been typing out all of our major problems on um, a Microsoft Word equation editor. So that yeah. has been a lot of a mess. Um, and then as far as labs go, been a little bit frustrating because they've condensed our entire two-hour physics lab to 10-minute um, instructional videos. So it makes me feel like the same, I'm sure as probably you've said, Craig, with some of your meetings, that why was I wasting two hours of my time in a physics lab when I could understand what the TA is doing and what's going on in 15 minutes? Um, yeah. But I know that some of the labs, like for example, I don't know how they would have done chemistry labs. Um, because that is very much hands-on learning and a lot of what you do in not necessarily physics lab is not necessarily applicable to medicine and to um, even maybe possibly to upper level physics labs but for chemistry that's like kind of crucial knowing how to have those lab skills and I know a lot of people use their chemistry labs skills in their actual real research labs so it'd be interesting to see for sure yeah yeah and I I know my I'm not a STEM major but some of my classes that I don't have any Zoom classes, whereas some of my friends have Zoom and they have to be in class during their scheduled time for every single class. So I know some of my classes have pretty much been canceled outright just as of now, um, just because the professors don't see the value of not being there. But then also I know I'm taking a language class. So the language department across USC is not doing Zoom classes. So we're not doing actual instructional time, which is a little bit difficult because they're still expecting the same, mm -hmm. all the homework still being done and all the projects still being done, but there's no, it's a lot of on your own learning, which especially when, a, when it comes to a language, um, you really get a lot of benefits from being in a class and doing, sitting there and listening to a professor speak and speaking with your peers in that language. So that's definitely been something hard to adapt to um, that I could definitely see some work being done in that specific area, um, we'll see how it goes for the rest of the semester mm. at least. Yeah, I am definitely interested to see how it's gonna turn out for the classes that you kind of build off of, your major at least, some of the prerequisites, whether students will find that they'll be struggling in the next couple of years because they didn't have that foundation that they really needed for this semester because of the COVID pandemic. Yeah. 
And Aaron, you said you're an econ major, right? Yes, I'm a business economics. Okay, so have you had to take classes? Like, have you done your like econometrics and some of your higher level regressional analysis classes yet? I'm currently doing econometrics right now. <laughs> So I can imagine that is, I can imagine that it's quite a struggle, especially with some of the labs that are involved with that, especially remote. Oh yeah. It's been hard, but we'll say, I mean, I'm hopeful the professor seems like she's like willing to do, do and help students in whatever way that she can, but we'll see. That's Good awesome. Matt and I are, Matt and I are going to have a couple of our professors on coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, Cause I have a professor that's really been trying so hard to work for us. And Aaron, if you have any other professors that you know that are really willing to help and work with the students and would be interested in talking to us about it, so let us know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. But one, uh, one of our final questions that I want to ask is, what advice do you give to people who are trying to lead a team right now? So I know especially like Aaron with you, how have you been leading the Daily Gamecock and keeping things productive and on task? Yeah, so like I mentioned before, having weekly meetings, I think, was really important for our editor staff just to be able to connect because people are really seeking that human connection at this point because it's crazy. It's only really been a week of online classes and people are already getting stir crazy. So really just yeah. checking in, making sure people don't feel like they're getting left out is really important. So whether it be individually messaging people or just giving shout outs, I think the university even too is struggling with how do you give recognition to the students that were supposed to get recognized this semester so like for people that were supposed to graduate for seniors all of the leadership awards like it's really making us think to ourselves like how can we recognize students in our own orgs to give them the recognition that they need but it, it's hard because it doesn't really equate to in person and it never really will but like what is the closest thing we can get so it's like we talk about the newsletter doing videos but We'll see what ends up happening but for me my main thing is just checking in with people individually and then keeping our like we we use slack in garner media group and so as you guys know we um just try to keep those conversations going throughout the the weeks so people don't feel like they're excluded yeah and craig how about you how do you find i guess leading a team or being in a meetings how do you stay productive and on task so it's it's been a struggle i mean keep for myself it's not been necessarily a struggle of staying on task and being and getting work but i think a lot of it is when when you get to a remote a remote job a lot of it's very monotonous and very repetitive tasks um and that does get old i think it's i mean i you see you read articles and they're like well you know every 30 minutes you need to get up and walk around and this kind of stuff but I mean, sometimes you get in the hustle and bustle of, you know, I've got, I've got to get this done, this done, this done, this done, this done. Um, and I, I think, I think it's been good for, I mean, our team as a whole is having, you know, we, we obviously use an SAP system. So we're, we're, we're coordinating on that and then we're using our team's apps and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think it's just, it's just keeping in contact with people that, that are in the same role as I am and just kind of, just kind of reaching out to everybody and making sure that, Hey, you know, I've got this going on. What do you have going on? Even if it's just having a, a 20 minute conversation, you know, just, 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 just having, just talking, just talking to somebody that's not, not your dog or not staring at the wall. And I think it's just crucial to, to keep your mind stimulated on not just staring at a computer screen all day. Um, other than that, I'm, I'm still looking for ideas. You know, I'm, I'm obviously I'm taking my dog for a walk and 
I'm getting out of the house as frequently as possible. But, you know, when, when you're kind of, you feel tethered to a computer from, from eight to eight to five, it's, you kind of, you kind of have to find that balance. So I'm, I'm still personally looking for that balance, but I think, I think it's important to at least stay active. Um, if the gyms weren't closed, that's what I would be doing. Um, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly a struggle. I know a lot of people are running into it right now. So I think it's just keeping high spirits and, you know, keeping your mind, whether that's, you know, reading an article every, every hour or two, it's not necessarily what you're doing or whether it's, you know, just going for a walk and getting some fresh air. But, um, I think that everybody's kind of struggling with that right now. And I don't think there's necessarily a clear cut answer with, with sort of the isolation that everyone's experiencing. Yeah, totally. Great, great points all around guys. It's nice to hear from y'all's perspective that I guess I, I, and I'm not alone and what Matt has told me about his life, like we're all not alone and, and feeling the same ways. Um, so what Craig, I know you mentioned teams, but, what are both of your favorite websites or apps to use right now? Um, so that can be anything from productivity or a workout app or Instagram, whatever you guys feel like isn't really helping you get through this. Uh, well, for me, I mean, I've, I've used Teams a ton, um, whether it's been actually doing work or just sending someone a funny picture because someone misspelled something on an email and it made me laugh. Um, but Outside of that, um, I've kind of, I've kind of been able to use this time to 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 find some new some new organizations and some new sort of feeds and streams along the lines of email subscriptions that do drive the industry. So it's not necessarily I wouldn't say necessarily apps, but I would say it's kind of given me new, new just giving me the opportunity to reach out and find new resources, um, whether it be an app like Teams or whether it be you know whether it be a new a new a new navigational software in terms of making my time more efficient when I finally am able to go back out there and do business as normal. But it's, it's really been, you know, just your basic productivity apps. And I'm, I've tried to stay away from Instagram and some of those things during the day as much as possible. Um, I think that's, I think that's kind of critical because the more time that we spend on there, I think the more stir crazy we're going to get of, Oh, I miss, I miss doing this, that, and the other. And, you know, look what we used to be doing. I think it's, I think it's critical to kind of, kind of keep in the moment and not, not spend as much time on social media necessarily um, as we typically would have. Erin? Yeah. And for me, I mean, we mainly use Slack at Garden Media Group, so I'm on it all the time. Like it's nobody's business, but um, in terms of like doing meetings and stuff, we, we usually do Zoom and I've also used Microsoft Teams, but for some reason, I feel like the Zoom has worked better for some of the students that we are interacting with, which has been very interesting. And Slack also has a video option, but Zoom has definitely worked the best meeting-wise. And then other than that, I mean, the apps that I check the most are obviously the news apps, like New York Times, Wall Street Journal, The Post. Um, and then I'm also just trying to be a little bit more active on Twitter. And so, and for me on social media, because of our audience is all on there. So really keeping that engagement up and seeing what the students are saying is really important to me. So I've just been trying to like grow our following for the Daily Gamecock and really interact with the students, which is really important because a lot of them are not still in Columbia. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a really great point. Um, and one last question, more of a fun one. But what is your favorite quarantine activity? Aaron, I'll let you take this one first. Okay. Give me a second. <laughs> um, mine, I guess, will be um, 
Uh, well, right now I'm binge watching a bunch of um, like journalism <laughs> movies. So I just okay. watched like Spotlight and All the President's Men last night. And so that's been really fun, really making feel very like patriotic to my duty as a journalist. And so that's been really nice. Other than that, I've been working out with my roommate on the Peloton app. <laughs> so that's been fun too. Um, you know, really for me, I guess it's just been, been able to spend more time walking my dog, honestly. Um, a lot of the things I enjoy doing, like, you know, playing golf and things like that, or I've been trying to avoid trying to, trying to, trying to do my part, even though some people aren't, but, um, I'd like to start playing golf again once it's safe. Um, but really not a whole lot. You know, I've been, I've kind of been swamped with work and then it's been Netflix. So, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy right now. What's your, yeah, I, like I know Aaron, Aaron mentioned Spotlight, but Craig, what's your Netflix recommendation for all the listeners out there? Ooh, uh, gosh, I don't know if y'all have seen Love is Blind yet, but it is quite entertaining. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, I think everyone's got their Netflix have you show. Watching that? Oh yeah, I've, I'm watching Love is Blind too right now with my roommates. Very, I feel like it's a, something that I need to watch with someone else. I don't know if I'd be able to get through it if I watched it by myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you to both of you so much for coming <laughs> on um, and being able to adapt to how we're recording now, especially too with not being in a studio as well. It's really nice that we can do this remotely. But thank you for all of you guys out there. And again, follow us on Instagram, sip.of.success. Um, for more and also next week we're really excited we're going to be talking with some campus partners and some campus resources on ways that you guys can still stay involved on campus and still utilize resources across campus and how they're adapting to the situation right now but thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week this podcast is part of the garnet media group podcast network garnet media group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the university of south carolina Find out more about Garnet Media's group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org.